Welcome back to another episode of Pure Speculation. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, and back in the studio, we got Phil Hayes. What's going well, on? Welcome back, man. It feels yeah. like it's been a hot minute. It has been. Yeah, yeah. it's it's weird. I put out a couple of the, the, the solo Did you? podcasts just to like keep keep, keep the audience, keep that, that little up. audience there still uh, listening, but right. I, it's, it's always good to have a conversation, and this For week's sure. article uh, comes from the the online platform slate yeah and they titled this bring back menus and i'm thinking it's more like it's deeper than qr codes in reality because the writer of this article basically just goes off on how much they miss uh physical menus because if anybody knows going out to restaurants lately a lot of places instead of seeing physical menus like we're used to they've been replaced by qr codes yeah have you seen that i've ran into it a couple times yep do you like that um you know what to be honest with you for me i'm not like picky about it so it doesn't bother me um because actually that's why i wasn't here for the podcast i was on vacation in disney world and that's all they had there it's all qr code yeah now, the QR codes themselves, I mean, from a technology standpoint, I feel like QR codes like maybe six, seven years ago were big. Right. They were, you were starting to see them everywhere and then they went away. Yeah. But after this pandemic, we've seen them come back. You know, we're, we're seeing it more often where you just hold it up to your, your smartphone and it, it right. brings up that menu. They talked about in the article how it's easier for restaurants to replace uh, menu items, take them off the list if they're unavailable. There's not that physical wiping down of these menus, which is why I think a lot of them implemented those in the first place. And there's a cost savings with not having to print off these menus. Yeah. But from the writer's perspective, it's the fact that now going to a restaurant, they're required to be engaged with their phone. Yes. They said it was the one time, you know, you would look at people who are sitting at a restaurant. We've all seen those memes. We've all seen things on the internet where people post about, you know, the the parents that are out with their kids and they're not paying attention to the kids. Everybody yeah. at the table is buried in their phone. Right. And this writer would laugh at these people, essentially, saying yeah. how foolish of them to be... Uh, spending this wonderful time at the restaurant where you can have conversation and really catch up on people's days and talk and conversate like we used to. Um, now this person's being forced to pull out the phone. Yes. And that, that is true because that that's always like when me and my wife, our big thing is always breakfast. We love going out to breakfast. And when we go, that's usually the place where like, we're not on our phones, right? Like we love to, it always seems like we have the best conversation, uh, when it's just, uh, you know, if, if the baby comes then uh, that's, that's the shit. But I mean, when it's just me and her out to breakfast, it's like the phones aren't an issue. And yeah. now this is kind of forcing you to pull it out. Yeah. It's like the second it's there, you're aware of it. And then you're, you're, you're more likely to check it. But you know, I, I kind of agree with the author in this sense that, you know, I don't like being on my phone in those situations. Right. It's, it's, you're on your phone so often. If you go, for me, the rare times that we do go out to eat, it's one of those yeah. things where I want to enjoy that time. I want it to be different than the, uh, it, it's almost like a treat or something <clears throat> like that. It's, it's a way it to check out to where nothing else exists at that point. Now, granted, all you gotta do is check the menu and put your phone away. Right. If we don't have that kind of willpower, 
what are we doing here in life? Yeah. But after all this, this year of life changing, uh, environments and life changing habits that we've all gotten into, this was an opportunity to go back to normalcy. This was an opportunity to yeah. say, these are the restaurants where I just want to go. I want to enjoy myself and I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to get into this new process of QR codes and, uh, and, and even deeper on some of those. Um, I don't know if I was reading somewhere else or if it was this article, where the entire process was automated. You don't even have a server. You you pull up the QR code, you order online, and then when you're when you get a ding when your order's ready and you go and you retrieve it yourself. So I ran into that also at Disney. Oh, so you would actually you'd yeah. have to be your own Do now, they still ask for a tip? That um I don't know, my wife took care of it. But um that pissed me off. That I don't like at all. Yeah, you might as well go to McDonald's at that point. Right, because the, the QR codes to pop up the menu, that didn't bother me at all. Sure, it's that's like, just, okay, we'll, we'll get past that part. Yeah. We'll get past it, that and, part. And plus, but that now the only thing with the QR code menus, there was a time, though, where we kept trying to hit the QR code. It wasn't work. doesn't work, and then and, you can't get anybody to come help you out with it. Right, so we had to say, we had to go to the counter and say, like, hey, we need a physical menu. This is not working. We've yep. been trying to mess with this thing, and they gave us one. So just a little tip there. They probably have physical menus. Oh, they definitely really do, ask. because in, in the article, they talk about individuals who, the the older generation or even, uh, yeah. you know, people who only have the flip phones. Then there's also right. an issue with people who are, um, you know, a, a little, if they're less fortunate and don't have like the unlimited data plans, yeah, they're not paying for that. So you right. are being asked to sit down and now utilize your data to pull up these online menus and it's costing them. You know what I mean? They right. might not have a lot of that to spare. So I, I get that argument as well. But I think this is this is much a, a much bigger sign of the times. These restaurants, one, they're looking for cost savings. Two, yeah. this is how we talked about this before, as far as how to find ways to work around a labor shortage. Like yeah. these places will learn to get by without staff if staff is the biggest hindrance for them uh, running their business. And that's yeah. what I think you're seeing, those QR codes that are being pulled up and that's how you're placing the order. I remember even, it might've been like 10 years ago when Chili's used to have that tabletop right. uh, thing where you would do everything. You, the, the, you would place your order there. The server would come around and obviously bring your food but you would ring up there. It would print your receipt ticket, everything. I don't like that at all. Neither do I. Right. But is it more, this is a, a look into the future of how businesses are going to react to not having the labor requirements they need. They're, they're going to have, if, if it's, yeah. been, what's easier to automate the food making process at a restaurant or the food serving process at a restaurant. Right. Probably the food serving process. Of course. And I, I think that's the thing is that like we've said for so long now in all these podcasts, people are going to adapt. They're going to figure out a way to make it work. They're like, it's not like a place is going to shut their doors and say, all right, well, I can't find employees. No, right. you're going to, you're going to adapt to the situation. And I think for me, it really does ruin the whole experience. Yeah. Uh, the menu, I don't care. That's fine. But everything else, when I had to, in Disney, when I had to go like, uh, you know, sign in and then I had to, uh, like I had to download some app that they had and we had to place our order on there. And then it's like, it, it's, 
it's not the same. You don't have that personal interaction where like, hey, uh, well, what, what would you recommend? Or, sure. And then we didn't, I didn't even interact with anybody at a cash register. It was like literally the cook's would turn around and hand it to you. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, almost a cafeteria style. Right. Because what's the point of having a cashier there? You've already made the transaction. Yeah. Well, and and I think that's why I said in the beginning of this podcast that it's deeper than QR codes, because this is. is a shift in how we do business, how we interact with each other and how much of a play technology will continue to have on us. If, yeah. if we are being asked to be more and more attached to this phone, you better realize that big businesses are going to cash in on that somehow. They, right. they are they are controlling every aspect of what we do now through our devices. And as that older generation who is not as, uh, you know, Tech savvy, they're not as uh, engaged with their phones. As that generation starts to die off, I mean, no, there's not going to be very many people left who don't have this technology with them, and 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 that's just kind of mind boggling. So it feels like this is kind of like the beginning of something bigger to me. And it's the the overtaking what, what this shutdown has done to us in the last year and a half has really been a focus on things like zoom, uh, apps, social media, things that have just been a distraction from what's actually going on. And we're, we're glued to these things. Yeah. Like, is this healthy at no, all? No, no, it's really not. Our brains are getting fried here. And I'll tell you something, because for me, there's, I have two, two little things is that number one, it's like, they're doing automation with everything. It's like a lot of doctors. I've had a couple of doctor's appointments where it's like, it's through the phone. You don't go in. Um, food, you're doing it over the phone, things like that. But yet they're charging the same price sure. or more. And I, a lot of times, feel like I'm getting a little shortchanged. It's like yeah. I'm not getting that the, the normal uh, care that I would, whether it be a doctor or a fast food joint or whatever. You're, and you're paying the same price, if not more. And it's like, this is kind of bullshit. Like, Well, but look at the flip side of that, Phil. Yeah. You've got... You know, for instance, yesterday, my wife was trying to schedule a, uh, uh, there was like a, an, an x-ray this, our, our son needed on like his hips. So right. she's trying to schedule an x-ray for him. She texts me, she goes, I've been on, on hold for 20 minutes. You think I yeah. should, st- should stay on? I'm like 20 minutes. That's nothing. I don't think we hold for less than an hour with a lot of our suppliers right. for stuff. Turns out an hour, 45 minutes later, she's like, should I just hang up now? I'm still on yeah. hold. And what happens, this is what happens when you actually try to interact with people right right now, because there's no, there's nobody on the other end to answer. They're overwhelmed by the amount of calls. This was just to schedule something. And you said this the other day when you were on the phone with one of our suppliers. Yeah. How long were you on the, on hold for? It was 30 minutes. And after 30 minutes, what did it do? It hung up on you. And it literally (laughs) said, um, we we do not know uh, when a representative will be able to assist you. Goodbye. And Goodbye. Up. Goodbye. I had the same problem with customer service a couple of weeks ago on an order I was dealing with. Yeah. After there was an error and after it needed to be corrected, no, no communication. No. It just dropped off. They wouldn't respond to emails. They wouldn't respond to phone calls. So they just left it as is. And they said, basically saying to themselves, oh, well. 
There's nothing we can do about it, and we're not even going to confront you. We're yeah. not going to even have the conversation or try to work through this with you. They ignore does. And, and that's, that is what, what's happening when you try to interact with people because everybody is burned out right now. You've got, you've got nurses at uh, McLaren who are now talking about they're going to walk off the job. Yeah. I don't know exactly how many, but it's, it's a, it's a large amount of nurses. It's their entire union. They made the announcement. We're walking out the end of July because of the working conditions, because we're short staffed, because we are not being, uh, we're not care of, we're not being taken care of and we're not being given the tools to be successful in our jobs. Right. It's a top down thing right now. And it's this, I don't think people realize if you're not, if you're not dealing with this stuff on a daily basis, if you are not in the thick of it, if you are not seeing these real-time inventory issues, customer service issues, delays, uh, the the inability to just respond to things from 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 everywhere. I, I mean, it's it's bigger than fast food yeah. lines being long. It it's bigger than people not showing up to work. We have a huge supply chain issue that we're just ignoring right now. Yeah. And it's scary when you look at it from that, that perspective, because like I said to you before the podcast, when we were talking about, uh, like restock dates for some mm-hmm. of these products that literally disappeared yeah. overnight from inventory for orders we were working on. Right. Uh, March of 2022. Yeah. For restock. I don't think the football team that ordered that stuff in July is going to need it in March. No, it's, it's silly. It's not a point where the work's not there. You've got, I I talked to uh, my buddy who's in the automotive industry, stuff that used to take three weeks tops to get in for supplies Uh is now taking 16 weeks and it's three times as much as it was before. Yeah. And they have to get, these are four packages that were quoted as five-year programs. Nobody would have seen that coming. No. So now you, and and when those, when, when those materials aren't coming in, you're still sitting back having to pay your employees. So my, my point in saying all that is, is that, we, when looking, it, it's a, it, it all boils down to staffing and availability. Like yeah. businesses are going to have to find a way to work around this. Of course. Because it's not, a, and it's not like I, we're, we're not doing this because the, uh, you know, not being able to fulfill this order. Yeah is not because we don't have the labor it's right. because we don't have the product right now. And if you yeah. try to go somewhere else, they're going to run into the same issues. So we're yeah. giving replacement after replacement after replacement and technology is, is how we're going. The only way we're going to get past this, but I'm still personally fighting that because I don't like the way it's overwhelmed us. Right. And and that's the thing too, is that it causes much more work on your end to try to find a replacement, calling customers back five times the amount of work right. for an order easily. It's, and that's for multiple orders on a daily basis. Yeah. So then we get behind and then everything, I, it's a trickle down effect, but that's also another thing that I realized while I was in, uh, in Florida was that I'm not as like uh, tech savvy as like I maybe thought where it's like I, I am, I can, I can get my way around the phone. I can post on Instagram, all that good stuff. But I noticed that like being uh, with my sister-in-law, uh-huh. like she just is a Non-stop. lot more. 
Yeah, and it's not only nonstop with the social media, but it's just like the uh, it's not as much that as as it is like we were on our way home. It's like she uh, ordered up an Uber for us. Then it's like on the way home, she was getting a Grubhub, so the lunch would be there when we got to the uh, hotel, and like and things like that. Where it's like I I I noticed I would I was like, wait. Yeah, you I would, don't do any of that you would, stuff. You would just wait until. Till I got back and then yeah. eat. And it was very convenient. Like, I mean, I loved it because I wasn't doing it. But like for me, I don't have Grubhub or DoorDash or any of those apps on my phone. Same. I don't have Uber. I don't have, uh, you know, Lyft. I, I don't have a lot of those things. And when I went to go do the, uh, <laughs> this is one that might be kind of, uh, maybe I should know this, but when I went to scan the QR code, I'm like going to download a QR code scanner. I think app. you just have to pull up your camera, yeah. right? Yeah, and they're like, and you, you just got to pull up your camera. I'm like, cameras will read that. I, like, that I is, even know. which is insane to me. And yeah. it's like, how long until like we all have like these QR codes tattooed on us that pull up all your statistics? This is where you live. <laughs> this is where this this is the, that's your ID. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like license and registration. No QR code. Here's everything. QR code for checkout. You know right. what I mean? It doesn't even have to be on your phone. Get it tatted on you. You could have your own personal QR code for all your information. I was just going to say, if you want, if you want, blown. if you want to, uh, pay me to get the fam's website tattooed QR code on my arm, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't think that would be very good for business. And I would, I wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> um, but, but in reality, like if that was, what if that's what we're heading to? If I'm that's, sure it'll happen. I'm sure it will. I, I don't doubt it. And right. I am sitting back here. I want to, I want to fight against that because I really, yeah. I, I, in talking to people, there's this fatigue that has kicked in from technology, from Zoom, from yeah. just what's been going on. And a lot of the parents I talk to, for kids that are a little bit older, maybe 10 or above, they're they're worried about their kids. I don't blame them. They're 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 seeing the results of the constant phone from teenager to maybe older elementary. They're seeing the uh lack of ability to interact with others, to have a conversation. Yeah. And this is that turning point where as individuals, we can either, we're either going to embrace it or we're going to fight against it. Right. And I, for one, would rather fight against it. I, you know, I don't think I could ever get to the point where I have just a flip phone because I like to take pictures of the kids. Right. Of I course. like to be able to take videos. Yesterday, my son, he, uh, he earned his yellow belt at karate, which is really cool. Yeah. So, I got to videotape all that and, awesome. and the whole process, him getting that belt, which was a proud dad moment. It's very cool. But, uh, you know, when I start to look at those things, it's like, yes, I like it for that reason, but like yeah, apps and everything else like that, like with all the social media, it's such a waste of time. Like I get stuck in TikTok. I get stuck in, you know, Instagram, like anybody else, uh, like podcasts, a lot of the podcasts I'm listening to right now, like I don't even enjoy them anymore because I don't they're either. so boring. Like I'm with you. I can, and like love Joe Rogan, but like if I had it, like, it's the same thing over and over again. It, Elk even, steaks we, and, uh, well, it's like the, but the, but the guests, like you can tell the guests like have like studied the show right. to where like they'll bring up things that they know 
he wants He's, to talk, he wants about, to talk about or yeah. is interested in, and you have these same conversations. And I don't, I mean, after almost 2000 conversations, of course it's going to be repetitive. Yeah. And a lot of the true crime ones, how many people can cover the same true crime in the, in a podcast, you know, See, I've noticed that, and I really do think they're that running out of. There's gonna there's gonna be a serial killer that strikes just so they can create their own podcast. Yeah, there's and, a movie for you right there. Right. This guy who wants to have the best podcast out there, he starts and doing, he crazy, starts doing stuff. crazy crimes, yeah. so that he can report on them. Well, and that's the thing though is I have really noticed that in the last like maybe year and a half, two years, I I'm bored with everything. Yeah, TV shows. I used to love like sitting down and watching like movies and shows. But it's so readily available now. Like they, right. they have that thing on your phone where, like, because I do this at work sometimes. We got the TV there. Sure, you can literally just like if a YouTube video, you can hit like cast onto the TV. Oh, okay. And it goes right onto the TV, and it's like I'm I'm bored of every show I used to love. Like I, I used to love murder mystery stuff and things like that. I've watched so many because it's so readily available. Podcasts are boring to me. TV shows, movies, everything's boring now. I know. And and it's like, it's hard to really get into that. Yeah. Like, what else do you do? Do you pick up a book and start reading it? Like, I've gone, I've tried yeah. everything. Audible books, right. podcasts, uh, Netflix, whatever. Like, there's one or two shows that I, I, I could get into. But, like, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that we are, we're, we're getting to a point where there's so much out there. Yes. And there's so much to choose from and we've seen it all that like, it's just, it's, it just ends up being boring and you, you're, you're, you're just doing it because it's part of the motions, part of the right. habits, but you know, to get back on track, cause we can wrap this up here. Yeah. The, all this stuff with the technology, how businesses are changing, all that other stuff, like. I think we touched on this and maybe we can cover this in next week's podcast because, um, I think we're getting to this point where with the labor shortage, with the lack of inventory, with the, with with inflation creeping up and going into these winter months, we, it might be time for a self imposed shutdown. I get you. And we'll talk about that next week and see kind of what that would look like, what a self-imposed shutdown would look like, because we're looking at this and technology is out of control. People are out of control and we're living in the struggle state right now. That's so thank you for listening to pure speculation. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and do not forget the struggle is real. 